This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. I'm Barbara Kahn. I'm the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing. And as usual, I'm here with my co-host, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the brand identity theorist, Americus Reed. Let's jump right in and bring in our first guest, uh, Monique. How about it, Monique? Hello. Hello. How are you? So you're the product and marketing director of the Mahogany Line. Is that first? Tell us how long you've been at Hallmark. Have you always been at the Mahogany Line? How all of that started? All of that. Well, I have been at Hallmark for 19 years. Whoa. I actually started out wow. as an intern 20 oh years ago. Oh my god, that's fantastic! No, wow. isn't that a long time? <laughs> <laughs> but you're still full of energy and excited about what you do. So that's awesome. absolutely. Mm. I love what I do, and I love where I work. So I actually started out um, in our IT department. Wait, before you start all that, you know, when you think yeah. of Hallmark, you think of like the Hallmark mm. um, Hour and stuff like that on TV, and you think that people there are so nice it's almost corny. <laughs> Is that is that true about yes. it, Hallmark culture? The Hallmark culture is very nice. Mm. It is. It's not necessarily the Hallmark Channel, but it is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nice culture. Nice, nice. nice. Okay, so Love good it. that some of my dreams hold true. Yeah, that's, and, that's fantastic. Yes. But 20 years, and so you started as an intern, eh? I started as an intern 20 years ago um, in our IT department. And I worked in IT for about six years, and two years into it, I knew I wanted to make a career change, went back to school, figured mm. out I wanted to work in product management, Okay. and so started working towards making that career change. I did that. I worked in product management for about 10 years, and then I took a break and went and worked in our multicultural center. Of and all of this is at Hallmark, though? All, all of con- this is at Hallmark. Wow. You can you can have various careers in one place. <laughs> I worked in the Multicultural Center of Excellence, and that I really was acting as an internal consultant mm-hmm. to all of the different product areas and various parts of the organization on how to be more culturally relevant. Wow, that and, is so ahead of its time. So Hallmark had a Multicultural Center of Excellence how many years ago? It started... Three and a half, four years ago. Oh, I see. So it is somewhat recent. So mm-hmm. it was in response to observed cultural insensitivities, or it was an opportunity they thought for developing mm. new products, or what was the motivation for it? The motivation was really to um, to act as a resource as the different product areas were recognizing that the country and the environment that we live in was becoming more multicultural. Mm -hmm. And so wanting to make sure we were infusing that relevance and at other times specificity into our product lines across the Hallmark portfolio. Wow. So Hallmark being in not only in the greeting card business, but also having gift wrap and gifts and uh, various other product lines, even when you think about, like you mentioned, the Hallmark Channel, Crayola, et cetera, making sure that we are always keeping that multicultural consumer mm-hmm. in our lens as we're creating those products. And so I worked in that 
department for two years, and then I started this position about a year ago, working as the product and marketing director mm -hmm. for our multicultural brand. So before we talk about multicultural brand, which I think that's a really interesting idea what that means and stuff, let's just talk a little bit about greeting cards. Um, okay. And you say you're in more businesses than that, but... You know, everything's digital, mm. and yet I still see all these card racks. So yes. they're what, there. They're there. What do you think is the story about cards? And e and the e-cards are free. Yeah. So how yeah. has that hurt your business or not? It doesn't, or, right? I don't think it does. Does it? Well, actually, we have seen a resurgence in the importance and the, the specialty of paper. Mm. And so as digital has become more popular, mm -hmm. someone taking the time to go yes. to store, even online, and yes. read through various cards and pick one out and sign it and either mail it to you or give it to you makes it that much more special. And so we are very fortunate to, that paper is making a resurgence. And so greeting cards is still a very viable business. And I think, I think to your point, Monique, I think there is a kind of uh, you know, a large set of consumers out there who have that appreciation for a little bit more thoughtfulness around the exchange of these kinds of uh, products. I, mean, I know for me personally, I would almost, and this is a bit of a, bit of a pet peeve, so I don't want to go on a rant here because Barbara, <laughs> Barbara doesn't like it when I go on rants. But, uh, I, you know, when I, I just have to say when I get these e-cards, they're just like, I mean, I'm almost like, just, you know, don't send anything. It's like, <laughs> I know it took almost no effort. You, know, you just like press a button and then my email name is on a list and you go, here you go, open this up. You know, it's like. But, you know, that's interesting. I've had this thought. We're going to get back to topic, but now that we got an expert on cards, I do really want to know this. So there's okay. two issues like one of to talk about what America's is talking about I would imagine two big holidays for you at Hallmark is Mother's Day mm -hmm. which is coming up and Christmas because mm -hmm. um, Christmas people I mean I always sent out more than 150 cards mm -hmm. and every time I would write the address on the envelope and say wow. dear so-and-so I would have even if this person didn't know I would think about them and yes. it was keeping in touch with them it just yes. kind of meant something to me yes. but if you push one button yes. and a mailing list <laughs> yeah. and you send there out it is. there goes that one little moment it's of gone. contact yeah. so yeah. what do you think about christmas cards and i just hate those digital I, cards I hate also. i am actually i'm getting upset right now <laughs> thinking about these digital cards that i just delete on mass especially at christmas yes. it really bothers me yes <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear a lot of passion. <laughs> what do I think about <laughs> It is a very viable business, and some people, you know, they're used for different reasons. Um, I think you're, what you're talking about is um, for some people it might be um, an easier way for them to connect than um, the other ways that are possible. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's still a way that, we can connect with people. Um, it, we don't even track our, the e-card sending anymore because it's so small. Mm. Um, so oh. it's, it's, it's. So you make you have a profitable or, or a for-profit business on e-cards also, <laughs> yes. so that there's yes. money that Hallmark. It's not like free cards for you. There's advertising or something, I guess, on it. We, I am, I'm not the right person okay. to talk to okay. Okay. our e-card business. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. well versed in that. Yeah, I'm Fair. not sure where the revenue model is on that. Yeah, but, yeah. but the, the thing I don't like about it is just the one. Yeah. What America's identified, if yeah. it's a big mailing list and there's no thought about yeah. the individual. When I think Hallmark, I think about these beautiful, pe I mean, it's almost like art. It's like someone has sat down and written something beautiful and there are all these, you know, wonderful sentiments. 
And I remember this the process, Monique, of going to the store and like looking through the cars and trying to find mm-hmm. that exact you know, thought that you felt like really captured a deep understanding of the person who was going to receive the card. I mean, it was something that you spent a little bit of time on and you were really trying to find that fit. And so, you know, I, I appreciate that within the context of, of the product itself. And I, I would think that, you know, you and your colleagues also kind of want to keep that kind of what Barbara was saying, that sort of thoughtfulness, that the fact that it's like it's it's indicative of a real relationship and to build that in, even when we're talking about multicultural kinds yeah, of context. Yeah, I imagine context, if too. you start looking at it that way, then the multicultural kind of thing does start to come into yeah. play. What, what are your thoughts there, Monique? Cars are definitely about helping people share what's in their heart uh, with those they love and helping to connect. And so the card being a reflection of um, not only the sender but the recipient and helping to kind of enhance relationships Mm -hmm. is absolutely at the core of our business and the core of what we help people do on a daily basis. So we're talking to Monique Haup. She's the Product and Marketing Director at Hallmark Cards. And she's talking about how even in this digital age, mm-hmm. there's a place for paper cards yeah. uh, that, for making a connection between relationships. And Is Mother's Day one of your biggest years? I mean, biggest holidays? or? It is. Christmas is actually the largest yes. card-sending holiday in the United States, followed by Valentine's Day, mm. Mother's Day, and Father's Day. But gotcha. for mahogany cards, Mother's Day is actually the largest, oh. followed by Christmas, then Val, then Oh, Father's that's interesting. Day. So mm-hmm. tell us, what's the difference between mothers, among Mother's Day cards in the mahogany line and Mother's Day cards um, not in the mahogany line? Or you, you have several lines, I imagine, not just the mahogany line, right? We do. So the the major difference is... Um, and this really is what kind of makes a mahogany card a mahogany card is, and this would be true not only for Mother's Day, but for all of our seasons and any everyday sending situation like birthday, et cetera. Mahogany is really a reflection of black culture, mm-hmm. black lifestyles. Um, it is a reflection of how we connect with each other, how we communicate with each other. It's a celebration of our culture and um, an authentic representation of that. And so the messages are going to be uplifting and affirming. Mm -hmm. We're going to be unapologetic in how Mm -hmm. we communicate with one another. And so there's a heightened level of not only relevance, but specificity. Uh, I will say it it spans um, a broad range of sending needs. And so just like there's range within our culture and within our community that's reflected in our cards. And so there you will be able to see a difference between a mahogany Mother's Day card and a, and a not mahogany Mother's Day card, whether it's in the images that mm. are reflected or in the words of that card. Can you touch a little bit, uh, Monique, about the, the content, how the content would how the content would change as a function of having um, an understanding of black culture? And how does that and how does that understanding happen in terms of how the content gets written, how it gets processed, all of those things? So we do extensive research to understand our consumer. Mm-hmm. We do that sometimes through actual focus groups or other uh, consumer research. We look at how they see themselves, how they view their relationships, how they want to see themselves and their relationships represented in cards. If you think about card as a one-to-one sending situation generally, and so it's really a reflection of how do I want to express myself in this card to this other person. We go out into the marketplace and look at what's trending, Hmm. how people are relating to each other. 
We check our social media for trends. Oh, we look that at how must people be a great expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. What movies are hot mm. within this culture? We read relevant magazines and books and articles. Um, and then we think about our own personal relationships and our personal experiences and bring that human touch and inspiration to all of that research Mm -hmm. that we've done. And from that perspective, we are able to create cards that truly and authentically reflect black culture. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. You know, one of the things, I I don't know this is a cultural thing per se, but sometimes I'll use a card to say things that I don't know how to say myself or Mm -hmm. that I like. For example, my mother always wanted like these frilly formal cards. I, I used to like funny cards, but she <laughs> thought that was obnoxious to send a funny Mother's Day card. So And so I, I, it was that situation. I, I, this is probably way TMI. <laughs> but, you know, We're I, having I, therapy on the air, know, right on the air, live. You know, Go ahead, just Barbara. my personal culture. How was your relationship with your mother? <laughs> right. keep, just keep going. Let it all out. <laughs> I might not have said to my mother every single day, I love you, I love yes. you, I love you. Yes. I wasn't that yeah. type of person. Mm-hmm. But I did try to look for cards that say that. Yeah. So I wonder how generalizable my unique experience is that people, not necessarily in the cultural line, but across all the different lines, they might use the card to say something that they wanted another voice to say because it didn't say uh, sound authentic coming from their voice, but mm. they still wanted it said. Mm. We hear all the time from consumers that this card said it exactly the way I would have said it. I just couldn't have said it like that. Mm-hmm. And so because of the, the range of cards that we have in the portfolio, people are able to, to find a card generally that's going to say what they need to say. And relationships are different, right? right. Every mm-hmm. Everybody is not always in a good place. Uh, with a particular person that they're giving a card to, or they may, to your point, not say I love you all the time, and that's what they want to say in this card. And so we try to think about all those different relationship dynamics as we're creating product. Yeah, because they have the cards would have different goals. Mm. Along those lines, uh, is there a difference in the percentage of funny cards across the different cultural mm. lines? Is mm. that is that something that varies? Mm-hmm. Yes, humor humor has a different percentage across the different brands that we have, and some of that has to do with the size of the line. It may have to do with how humor can play out in that culture. Some things are funny if you see them on TV with a comedian, mm. and it may not be funny in a one-to-one <laughs> situation. Yes. Um, humor can be one of those things that in mm-hmm. written form could be taken the wrong way, right. and so it just depends on the joke right. and the sending situation and the card line as to how much humor you will see in one card from one line versus another. And I would also think, Monique, that that's a particularly sensitive thing, too, when you're talking about attempting to do something that's multicultural, because mm-hmm. from an authenticity perspective, I would imagine that, you know, it's easier to, to make mistakes trying to be funny, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the context of a cultural context with a, a group of people. Uh, if mm-hmm. you're not really if you haven't done that research that you're talking about, Monique, with respect to having a deeper understanding of what those cultural, you know, um, aspects actually are right what they are and what do i want to what do i want reflected in a card Mm -hmm. right having a having something funny on a a desktop uh something that's going to be visible from a desktop could be a very different message than Mm. what someone might actually want to say in a card to somebody else so yes doing that extensive research not only on what's funny Mm -hmm. in that culture but what would be funny in that one to one message is another layer that we have to 
think about. One of the things you see in retail's assortment, this is in apparel, and I just don't know if it translates to cards, mm -hmm. is that there's a certain percentage of classic cards and a certain percentage, like they call it fashion, you know, that changes seasonal by seasonal. Do you have that same concept in cards? Mm -hmm. Or does the assortment change every year? Or is there a percentage of cards that change? Or mm. Yes. So every year we will replace part of the line to freshen it up and to make sure that it is um, on trend with what's resonating with consumers at that time. Most lines are not going to refresh in total, but yes, we do refresh part of the line every mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a colleague, we've talked about this before, I wonder how, I, I am guessing nobody's like this colleague, you know, this Raju card story? No, I don't. So uh -oh. Ra Raju is an economist, <laughs> he's an analytic modeler, he's a marketing professor, and he's very well respected and esteemed, and he really likes to do rational behavior, and this is the way he buys greeting cards. He goes into, it's safe for birthdays, he goes in, and he finds a card that he thinks is the single best birthday card in the assortment, and mm -hmm. then he buys the same card for all his friends. Oh. And the logic is, if it's the best card, uh -huh. it's the best card. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, and I'm I guessing that's not too common. I think your point is never let an economist do the <laughs> yeah, card exactly. buying. <laughs> is that the point? <laughs> wow. That is one strategy for how you can buy a card. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, that's what you started out. The card's about this relationship. It is, it's it a one-to-one -one thing. That's and if funny. you're doing it like that, that's it seems funny. to me it takes away some of the relationship. Now, an interesting point that you made, Monique, that early on in terms of popularity of the events that are surrounded around card giving is that you mentioned that in the non-mahogany uh, assortments that I think you said Christmas and Valentine's and then Mother's Day were the top three popular. But for the mahogany, Mother's Day was the most popular. Can you elaborate on, on some? I mean, I, it, it sort of resonated with me because, I mean, as a black man, I love my mama. <laughs> but uh, I was wondering, <laughs> did you have any, like, more additional nuance around that specific, you know, that specific uh, And you can say form? I love her. Too. I can. I love. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I will spend an hour getting, getting a, a Hallmark card for my mama. I will. But uh, any thoughts on that, Monique, in terms of, like, these cultural differences? A lot of it is going to be um, what, what our hypothesis is. And so mom within the African-American community mm -hmm. is revered. Mm -hmm. um, in some situations, she's the head of the, um, the household or hand, head of the clan. And so we think some of that plays into why Mother's Day is a larger season. Mm -hmm. I don't, that, that's some of our hypothesis. Um, Christmas for industry, you have a lot more um, people to give right, to, right? right? That's right. where a lot of times it's like right. 150 people right. Uh, right. versus Mother's Day. But within the mahogany brand, Mother's Day is the largest season, and it, it likely has to do with the role of mom in that community. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. The other thing I've noticed in cards is um, there's some of the lines, you know, and you have like boutique lines and this and that. Some of them are humor, and some of them are, I don't want to say pornographic. It's not pornographic, but it's like, <laughs> that. what do you call it, dirty humor? Uh, I, I, don't, know. I don't know what, <laughs> what you're talking about. I spend so much time in Bible study, <laughs> yeah, uh, right, Barbara, I have no idea what you're card. talking <laughs> about. What, what, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That doesn't They're sound like hallmarky uh, to yeah, me, but yeah. I don't know if you guys... Um, <laughs> You know, if you know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Irreverent. Irre uh, well, right. well, well played, right, Monique. Irreverent it. and edgy and, you know, yeah. provocative. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So does Hallmark have cards like that? 
There are some, um, but you won't find much of that, if uh, if any of that, in the cultural identity brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see how that would seem insensitive. Yeah, that could come off really poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so let me ask you this, Monique, if you had to, because I love this idea, because what you're talking about, we talk about all the time in marketing, segmentation, targeting, Mm -hmm. and uh, positioning and messaging to a specific group. If you had to give sort of advice, and you've been doing this in the context of the mahogany line, which is fantastic, but if you had to sort of give like three points that you've learned about approaching this particular target market and the multicultural market, you know, three kind of critical tips that you think you've uncovered in sort of, you know, being a kind of pioneer in this space in your specific domain, what do you think those three tips are? That is a good question. The three tips I would say is you have to be authentic in your approach, making sure you're starting with genuine consumer consumer insights. You need meaning you have to talk to um, and be around and and research that consumer Mm -hmm. and be educated and knowledgeable about the consumer that you're going to go after or that you're going to represent. Um, I would I would say. It, you can't just sell products. We found that with mm. multicultural consumers, you have to be a part of their community. You have to, um, like I said, authentically represent them. You have to show, if you're going to show images, you need to show a range of of energy and not just kind of a one note. And so I think it's that authentic representation. I think it's being a part of their community. And it's also around engaging them. Um, having that that social presence is important and being in the places and spaces that they are. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's it sounds like really good advice. What are some of the other multicultural lines you have? Or we also have Hallmark Vita, which was designed for consumers from a broad range of Hispanic cultures. Mm. It's a Spanish language line, mm. um, which is available um, in the United States, Puerto Rico, Mexico, and interna- other international. Mm. Uh, we have the Tree of Life brand, which oh. celebrates Jewish faith and culture. Interesting. And then um, we're looking at some other emerging markets and they have some things coming in the future. Interesting. Oh, wow, that sounds great. And do you have lines who are like where people say like, uh, my homework was eaten by the cat or something, you know, like that? Monique's <laughs> 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 like, what? <laughs> Shoebox. Yes. Or um, Funny Zone. Funny Zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did, is there, I, what was, as Barbara was talking, Monique, I was wondering, is, is there like an LGBTQ line of, of cards? We are always listening for consumer feedback and, like mm. I said, watching the, the trends. And so at this time, we don't have any of that in the mahogany line. It is available in our Harmark uh, brand of cards. Okay. Um, but we are constantly evaluating needs and wants and will reflect in, our, reflect in lines based on what we are able to ascertain. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's great. And um, just one last question. So you sell your cards both, in, I assume, both in your own stores and also like in supermarkets or CBS and things like that. Absolutely. Okay. And and do are, do you have the big breadth in all of these other uh, retailers or most of the breadth would come into your own stores? Hmm. The size of the display is going to depend on the store and how much space they've not only allocated to cards, but how much space we can allocate to each one of our uh, brands within our portfolio and so it will really vary right so Mm -hmm. yes you will in general be able to find the broadest selection in our gold crown stores but there are other outlets um, with with our other retailers where you could find just as much breadth for our cultural identity brands and that probably 
it changes by neighborhood uh, long term. It does. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what Demographics I imagine. play into it, store size, all of that plays into it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Well, Monique Hope, it's uh, been too short. <laughs> this is, uh, I know. It was the quickest 30 minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a real pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And if you want to learn more about Monique, you can go to greetings.hallmark.com slash mahogany or follow them on Twitter at True Mahogany. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.